on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Justin Garcia. All right, a nice win for the Brewers, who shut out the Dodgers, a rarity, a shutout in Los Angeles. Uh, it is the first time in about a year the Dodgers have been shut out at home, I believe the second of the season, and they get a much-needed win after a rough series in Chicago against the Cubs. Tremendous efforts from the bullpen all around. Another good start from Eric Lauer and some clutch hitting, a big three-run insurance piece that they put on there in the ninth inning, which included yet another Keston Hira home run. He continues to produce here as the Brewers get that much-needed win, a 4 to nothing shutout over the Dodgers in Los Angeles. I'm Justin Garcia. It's Brewers Extra Innings. We're here for the next hour, and if you're still up, you can join us at 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line to join us here on Brewers Extra Innings, a day where the Cardinals also won, the Phillies won, and the Padres are idle. So the Brewers had to at least keep the pace with those other teams and avoid falling six back in the division. We'll get to that Cardinal score uh, momentarily here, and, and really the big story from that game was more of a pitching performance from the Cardinals here. But the Brewers get that big win, and a lot of positives to take away from this one. We talked about a week ago over some of the nice wins the Brewers have pieced together here. This is right up there. This is one of the best wins they've put together this season because of what they did late, because of what you got from guys like Holby Milner, Peter Strzecki, and the way the bullpen closed this one out but also because of a rough weekend in Chicago. So a lot to break down. When we return, Vinny Rotino of Valley Sports Wisconsin will join us and share his thoughts as the Brewers blank the Dodgers in Los Angeles. More Brewers Extra Innings after this on WTMJ. Line drive, left center field. That's going to get down, plug the gap, rolls all the way to the wall. Adamas around third. He will stroll home, and Yelich trading places with Willie. He's standing in second with an RBI double and a huge insurance run for the crew. It's 2 to nothing, Brewers. One of those insurance runs that the Brewers would add in the ninth inning, and again, the bullpen slams the door shut on the Dodgers. A big win for the Brewers, who had to put that uh, disappointing series in Chicago behind them. And and, uh, with what the the Phillies and the Padres have done when you look at the wildcard race, because that's what it's come down to, that lead in the Central Division is already up to five, which I I do want to get into that in a moment. Uh, but you got to keep the pace with what the Phillies and Dodgers are doing as well. It seems as though the Cardinals will never lose again. So you can't let that get out of sight. And that's what made this win tonight very, very big for the Brewers. 855-616-1620, the number to get in touch with us here on Brewers Extra Innings. And uh, joining us now from Valley Sports Wisconsin, Vinny Rotino hopping on with us here. And, uh, Vinny, one of the best wins we've seen from this team all season for a number of reasons. Talked about the disappointment in Chicago over the weekend. The fact that the Cardinals have been as hot as they've been, winning 17 out of 20 again tonight. But you got to start to chip away here. And we talked about, and, and you've talked about this quite a bit, for whatever reason, this team just seems to play their best 
against the best teams in the league, and specifically the Dodgers, who've lost four times in August. Three of those four losses are to the Brewers. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers are, like, historically good. If you look at their last five-year run at, you know, the win-loss column, and they are historically good. Uh, And then you can stack them against some of the best teams the Yankees have ever fielded in, like, a five-year run. So this Dodgers team is on that same level. This year, the Dodgers have outscored opponents by, like, 250 runs, which is – which is a large number. I mean, they're they're playing such good baseball, and then the Brewers to step up and play such good baseball against these Dodgers. That's a good sign for me. A lot, of, you know. Look, I'm frustrated as everybody else with their losses to the Pirates, with their losses to the Cubs, with their losses to the Reds. Those in division rollover games that they really do need to win and they haven't been able to do so they lost that series this last weekend against the cubs in chicago that you can't do that but to be able to bounce back now and beat this dodger team with one of the best pitchers in all of baseball on the mound in, in uh julio urias and they they went out and they played a great game they played small ball they had productive outs uh, they played great defense. They got great pitching from Lauer and their, their bullpen. I agree with you, Justin. This was a phenomenal win. It gives you hope that there's still a chance that they – I don't know if the division is in reach just because of the Cardinals and they got that magic going, but it gives me hope that they they can sneak into the wild card. Uh, it, yeah, and I, I, I did want to talk about that, but you bring it up. I mean, it, it is remarkable that the deficit is already five in the division where yeah. – you go back not even a month ago, the Brewers are up by four games. To make up nine games in the standings, that's a lot of work to do in two months. And in three weeks, that's happened. So you want to win your division, but at this point, to, to what you said, you almost have to set your sights on the Phillies or the Padres and let's get in through the wild card because it's closer and because the, the Cardinals just seem like they're never going to lose again. Yeah, I mean, the, the Cardinals are certainly, you know, are they the hottest team in baseball? They, I think they are, um, just because of the, you know, winning 17 in the last 20. I mean, that's ridiculous. I know the Dodgers are playing as good a baseball as anybody um, in, in the record and the run that they've been on. But I do think the Cardinals are actually playing a little bit better. Um, and, yes, I do think that the Brewers are probably setting their sights on the Padres. The Padres have a tough schedule. Yeah. And so, and, and they, and, you know, they've had some problems in their bullpen. You know, you know, cough, cough, Josh Hader, right? I mean, so they, they've, um, they're, they're not playing great baseball right now. I do, I, yeah, I, I just think, I mean, the Brewers had a 13 game lead last year. I think right around the same point in the season. And then the Cardinals went on a 17 game winning streak. And, it, and they almost caught the Brewers. There was there was a little inkling of oh my goodness, what is going to happen? And the Brewers almost lost that huge lead. And um, you know, they, the Cardinals are just they have that late season magic, and they just do. Um, you know, again, the idea would be to sneak in and then beat them in the playoffs because th- this team does step up when they need to against really good teams. Well, and. Here's the other thing with the Padres specifically, and, and we've, you know, you can talk about the vibes and what it's been like here with the Brewers for the last three weeks, but it's not much better in San Diego where Josh Hader has gone through struggles and has already been removed from the closer spot. You've seen some more infighting. You've seen with the suspension of, of, um, of what we saw there with Tatis, 
some bickering within the team as well, that you look at all of that, you look at what happened to this team last year, and I know it's some different pieces and a different manager, but that's tough to scrub from the memory, and I've seen it with other teams, where once you go through that, if you start to face some adversity, part of it creeps in of, here we go again, and you can't help but wonder if we'll start to see that with the Padres again this season. Yeah, there's something to that club and in that clubhouse, and I know that um, uh, is, is it Bob Melvin that, that took over that yeah. the, the team Yeah, after Jace Tingler was fired from the Padres that, and he's done a great job of kind of turning that clubhouse around, but there's something going on there. When your superstar, you know, behaves that way as, as, as Fernando Tatis has, um, you know, that is a ding to your clubhouse. That's a ding to your culture. The Brewers do their best and they do a really good job of not, letting that creep into their clubhouse. And Craig Council is a master at it. David Stearns, Matt Arnold, they all are aware of what that means to the clubhouse, what that means to the team. And so when your superstar, as in Fernando Tetis, has all these off-the-field off the issues, hurting his wrist uh, in a recreational uh, motorcycle accident, I believe it was, and, and, and now this drug suspension, like that is a real big ding to your team and how you're going to perform. Um, I always remember... You know, when I watched Prince Fielder play, and Prince Fielder was the superstar on the Milwaukee Brewers, when your superstar is a grinder that wants to win as bad as, as he does, then you are going to, that's going to set the tone for the rest of your team. I just don't know if the Padres have that. Yeah, Willie yeah. Adamas is that now for the Brewers, and it's really fun to watch. Uh- a big four to nothing win here in Los Angeles for the Brewers, who, as, as we mentioned, put a difficult series in Chicago behind them. Hopefully, this is a springboard not only in this series, but you have those shredded Cubs coming up this weekend. The offense in the bullpen, specifically late inning offense, were the story in this one. I want to get your thoughts on two of those names, and I think you know who the two names are, Vinny. They're the two names that are certainly getting most of the attention, one of them specifically. The other one today, when we saw the change to the lineup, take a quick break. I'll get your thoughts on the offense after this. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. 2-2 to hear a high drive, deep left, Taylor back, track, gone! Keston here is third home run in the last two days. And the Brewers lead it 4 to nothing. Red Hot Keston here, and that would be the final 4 to nothing. The Brewers take Game 1 in this three-game set with the Dodgers. I'm Justin Garcia, joined by Vinny Rotino of Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Uh, Vinny, I do want to get to Keston here in a moment, but offensively, the big change, we saw Christian Yelich out of the leadoff spot and back into the three-hole. He had uh, seemingly found consistency and really started to find his offensive stroke batting leadoff, but you saw another impressive step forward from him in all aspects today. He had a nice offensive day and, of course, getting things done defensively early in this game. Yeah, so, you know, the the throw at, to home, I mean, impressive for one, and two is kind of a momentum switch in the game. I think that if if he doesn't make that throw and, and, and get the runner out, get Justin Turner out at home, I think that game plays out much differently. So you do need those big plays to kind of go your way. Um, 
hopefully that is a sign of things to come with his arm. I know he's been working really, really hard on his defense. It looked like he was playing with a little bit more focus out there, a little bit more energy, a little more hop in his step. Um, And outfield play is played like that, has to be played like that. At times you see some lapses from him, um, hoping that that is a a sign of things to come, which would be huge because you need his left field defense to be be good. Um, And then the other thing is I – yeah, that was an interesting move, having Christian move back down to the three-hole. I think at the end of the day with that, I think they saw some consistency in some of the adjustments that he's been making with his move in to get to the hitting position. When I say to the hitting position, every every hitter has like a move back and then back to forward in order to launch the bat and get ready to launch the bat. That's the hitting position. He's been really consistent with this adjustment that he's been making with the hitting coaches. Um, and so I think that's probably what it is. They're like, okay, he's ready to take that next step. He's hitting the ball hard. Um, let, let's move him back. It was less of a of – a, it was more that he was lost, I think, at the plate. And, and it seems like there's inklings of him having found it again, even though it's not like of 18 and 19, but it's – it's it's not Christian Yelich of early on in the season where he was a he was frankly a, a replaceable player. Now he's playing like a little bit of a you know a, there's an above average major leaguer in there right now and, and he showed it off tonight. Yeah, he's getting on base and uh, another multi hit game tonight. He kind of went through about a two week stretch where that was a rarity, but it, he's been much different in the second half. And um, I'm going to be curious to see if if this is what we see going forward if it's if it's going to be another righty lefty thing like we saw early in the season determining where he was in the batting order or if it's hey we we saw to your point him clean some things up and find that consistency he's batting third and it's going to depend on who leads off depending if it's righty or lefty moving forward but consistency has been the key here for Keston Hira, who goes deep once again. And, you know, for the last couple of weeks, there's been this slow building momentum of you got to find ways to get Keston Hira's bat in the lineup on a more consistent basis. And now it's slowly moved towards, man, he, he, he's, he should be in the lineup every single day. And it's a question that Craig Council has had to face the last couple of games especially. But when you look at what he has really done here in the, the second half of the season, the last month especially, it's amazing. Where you talk about where Christian Yelich was in the beginning of the season and what we've seen now, it seems like it's even more dramatic splits from what we're seeing from Keston Hira. It's unbelievable. I mean, let me just, I mean, Justin, he's leading the team in OPS. When I say OPS, I mean on base plus slugging. And so that's how major leaguers are measured. And and an OPS around 800 is above average in in today's day, in in today's game. Keston here is leading the team with an 867 OPS. So he is absolutely raking the ball. And like you said, there's still a question whether or not he's going to play tomorrow. It's like, it's, it's, I mean, he needs to play. It's, you know, I get it. He's got to kind of play musical chairs a little bit with to get him in the lineup. But I think you got to play those musical chairs at this point. You give Hunter Renfro a day off if you have to, and maybe even play Keston and right. He showed that he can play left earlier on in the season. Play him at first, you DH him, maybe give him a start at second base. It's, it's touchy because you definitely don't want to sacrifice infield defense. In my opinion, he needs to play left, 
first or DH. Um, and so, but this is a guy that impact the game in a big way. He's taken such good swings. Al LaBeouf in AAA fixed this kid. I'm telling you right now, I've talked to him. He fixed him. He's got his swing. If you take a look, and I'll do a breakdown of this on, on the on Bally show this weekend, from from not what he's doing now, it's so much shorter and compact from what he was doing last year. There was a huge loop in his swing. He was so lost last year. And it was a huge loop. He couldn't find it. Now he's he's locked in. I'm telling you, he's locked in. He's going to continue this this torrid stretch. Does does the body have anything to do with it either? Because 2020 was obviously a, a very awkward and, and weird season for everybody involved. But even last year, when you looked at Keston here, it looked like, I don't know if he had more bulk, just... It looked like he was carrying a little more weight, and it, it he doesn't have the same appearance this year. And I wonder how much of that has to do with it, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it is, is you know, just little small tweaks to, to stuff like that. You know, maybe he's finding something new with his nutrition, stuff like that. But, but at the end of the day, um, that can all be a factor. But really, what it is, is you you have to kind of struggle at the major league level in order to, to find things that work because, you know, and not everyone gets that opportunity. A, hat, a huge hat tip to Keston Hira. He was the, at the lowest of lows yeah. last year. I mean, it was hard to watch. He felt bad for the guy, the way he was struggling. I mean, he, he knew he was out. Everyone in the stadium knew he was going to be out. My mom watching the games knew he was going to be out. She doesn't know anything about baseball. So it's like, <laughs> so, so with, with Keston, it, you know, him to find it again, to find that confidence is a, it's a huge deal. It's a huge shot in the arm for this offense. And again, it, I, I think this is going to continue. Well, and you know the the last point I would make too is you you see what the Cardinals are doing and these things that happen. Jordan Montgomery with a one hit shutout tonight. Where yeah. you get these things, and you think, man, th- these are the types of things you get on the course to a playoff run, or that you need these types of moments to really build something and get something going. We've seen the Brewers do things like that the last few years. Keston Hero's resurgence is one of those things that you would need and you would point to and say, well, where would the Brewers have been without Keston Hero? We were saying that in the first half uh, around Hunter Renfro and guys like Victor Caratini and what he's done. But the second half, it's, man, where would this offense and where would this team be without Keston Hero? Yes, someone's got to step up. And and we saw that last year. Rowdy Telez, once he got the starting job at first base, he started tearing the cover off the ball. He was a big guy that carried the offense. And as much as I didn't like this player, he carried the offense last year for stretches was Abby Garcia. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, Willie Adamas carried the offense for a long time. And so, yes, you need guys to step up to carry this team. Um, Keston is certainly one of those guys. And then you could even point – to some of the guys in the bullpen, right? Holby Milner's <laughs> carrying this team as well from the, from the bullpen side of things. I mean, what a phenomenal job he did tonight, as well as Matt Bush is stepping up. As you know, so they're you know this team is better off than a lot of people think. They they do have to catch some breaks and have some things go right for them to sneak in, but they are poised to do so. Yeah, and you got to start beating the Cubs, the Pirates, and the Reds. Yes. It's, it's the biggest thing there. Uh, before you know it, Vinny, it's already going to be first pitch for the game later today. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I will let you get some rest, and I will talk to you. I will uh, talk to you again later on today for game yeah, two right. of this series. Great, sounds good, Justin. Thanks.
Four nothing final score. Brewers take care of the Dodgers in game one of this series. We got more after this. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Three one. The defense of Christian Yelich, you heard Vinny Rotino talk about uh, the impact that that play may have had throughout the course of the game and how much differently things potentially look. If the Dodgers get on the board early there, how that changes the complexion of the game. And we knew the Dodgers were going to run on Christian Yelich. They did it in the series in Milwaukee. So the first opportunity they got tonight, they tried. But the big throw there from Christian Yelich to keep this a scoreless game and uh, the Brewers striking first, the only team to strike for that matter, in the fourth inning on that Luis Arias home run. And they attack on three more in the ninth inning for a 4 to nothing victory to take Game 1 in this three-game series against the Dodgers and also now take a lead in this season series with two games left tomorrow, or today, I should say, and Wednesday. But one of the biggest wins of the season for the Brewers, all things considered, the the struggles they had over the weekend and playing a really good opponent. You you also heard Vinny Rotino talk about the historic level that the Dodgers have played at this season and the last few years, uh, near 50 games above five hundred at this point. So you know you got to put together near-perfect games to beat teams like this. It takes a complete team effort, and you got to execute in all angles. It's exactly what Craig Council started his post-game press conference talking about. The team did all of that to get this win tonight. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it just requires a lot of executed pitches and a lot of good efforts and um, good defense. Um, and I think we did all those things tonight. Um, just, Just... Really solid all around, kind of on the run prevention side today. Um, you know, they make you work for it. They make you work for every out. Um, and Eric, you know, kind of got tested with some some longer innings and some longer at bats as the game went on. But um, he, he kind of stayed in it and, and kept making pitches. And we, we had some nice defensive plays to to get out of it. Is there anything in that matchup that that you know specifically fits him or? Is it just him executing, particularly with all the guys? Um, I think he's just pitching well. Um, you know, I, I think he's just yeah. pitching well. You got big inning again from Peter Suzuki, and you talked about the other day. Those guys in the middle can be so important in those hinge innings, sort of. Um, how do you think you threw that? Well, I, I thought, you know, again, Peter's been, he's done a heck of a job. Um, and you know he's really taken a big step forward this year from a guy that you know there's always that guy in spring training I you know we he didn't get in a spring training game um, he was he was an extra guy and and never got in a game and but has had a very very good season um, and then he's he's come up here and shown that he he can get you know good hitters out and I think the, the swing and miss is kind of the thing that you start to take note of they're just there's swings and misses every at bat um and, and in the strike zone um and when you when you start to see that you know like you know a guy's got good stuff um but him and hobie you know hobie pitched a tough in a tough spot and did a heck of a job as well so 
those two guys uh, did a nice job and and um, you know made it made it easier on the rest of the bunch. Pretty, pretty tense game for eight innings. How much did the ninth put you at ease when you put up some runs there? Yeah, I mean we've we've played so many close games lately um, that uh, to, to put a little gap in there and and give us a little breathing room in the ninth was was obviously really nice. Well, and the rest of Devin, right? I mean, I think you said before the game you got to watch these guys. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, you're, anytime you're at the back end of a long stretch of games, and then just the nature of our our style, our game, not our style, our game, um, and, the, and the closeness of so many of these games. Um, if we, you know, getting past some of our relievers, um, give, giving them a night off um, is critical. We've seen teams test Christian's arm at times. How, how important is for this game today, and then just for, for other games maybe to, to make the throw today? Yeah, well, that's, you're right, and it's always, uh, you know, he put a throw right on the money. He put a th- it was, you know, threw the ball a good distance, um, strong throw, strong, accurate throw. Uh, it makes it, it has to make third base coaches take note. Oh, is there anything on Bross that you can share? Just uh, he had oblique tightness. Um, then, then. The first at bat was 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 rough on it today. Um, been dealing with it a little bit, but but just just seeing the kind of swings in the first at bat um, was just too much, and, and so we went went with Louie. By the nature of obliques, is, is that a move probably? Uh, we're gonna we got to discuss it here a little more. Um, we got to discuss it a little more. All right, so TBD there on Mike Brasso, who we didn't even mention so far on the show, left the game after two innings. That prompted uh, Luis Arias into the game, who put the run on the board first for the Brewers. Uh, but TBD, as you heard from Craig Council on whether or not we will see a corresponding roster move, if it means a stint on the IL for Mike Brasso, uh, remains to be seen. Four to nothing, final score in Los Angeles. Brewers take game one in this series against the Dodgers. Got some texts trickling in we will get to here, and we will bring you the highlights from this shutout win after this. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Justin Garcia. A 4 to nothing win for the Brewers in Los Angeles to take game one of this three-game series with the Dodgers. On to the highlights for one of the best wins of the season. It started defensively for the crew in the early innings here. Christian Yelich, maybe not known for his glove and especially throwing arm, Showed off both of those here in the second inning, holding the Dodgers off the board. Line drive in the left. Coming on is Yelich. It is wrapped in front of him. Around third is Turner. Here's the throw home. And the Brewers will get him at the plate. Yelich. Big out there with Christian Yelich sending us into the third inning scoreless. And in, one inning later, the fourth here, Luis Arias inserted into the game after Mike Brasso lasted just two innings. Luis Arias would make the most of his early playing time. From the stretch, left-hander, 3-2. Hit high in the air in the left field. This is deep. Taylor sprinting back onto the track to the wall. See you later. Luis Arias off the bench. It's a home run in the fourth inning to put the Brewers on the board first. 
One to nothing there on that solo blast from Urias. As for the Brewers, Eric Lauer would continue to roll, getting five scoreless innings. He'd use 98 pitches to get there, so the Brewers go into the pen in the sixth inning. It was Peter Strzecki would work a scoreless six. The the seventh inning would belong to Hobie Milner, who would get out of a minor jam, keeping the Dodgers off the board. Bellinger leads the pitch. Strike three called. He went to the two-seam fastball, and he painted the upper inside corner. Inning is over, and Hobie Milner is able to get a scoreless bottom of the seventh to preserve a 1-0 lead for Milwaukee. Milner would go out there to begin the eighth inning as well, getting Freddie Freeman to bounce out. Making way for Matt Bush, who would give up a one-out single to Will Smith before he, too, would get out of the jam. The 0-1. Ground ball could be two. Adamas flips to Wong for one. On to first in time. 6-4-3 she goes. And Matt Bush rolls up a double play, and the Brewers out of the inning. So another one-run game the Brewers found themselves in. Moving into the ninth until their offense would take over. Willie Adamas would lead things off with a double. And then it was Christian Yelich doing more damage. Line drive, left center field. That's going to get down. Plug the gap. Rolls all the way to the wall. Adamas around third. He will stroll home. And Yelich trading places with Willie. He's standing at second with an RBI double and a huge insurance run for the crew. It's 2 to nothing, Brewers. Second hit of the game there for Christian Yelich. The Brewers would tack on one more on a sacrifice fly from Luis Arias to score Yelich, who would advance to third on a Hunter Renfro flyout. So this was three to nothing, but the Brewers were not done yet as Keston Hira remained hot. Two two to Hira, high drive, deep left, Taylor back, track, gone. Keston Hira's third home run in the last two days. And the Brewers lead it 4 to nothing. That would be the final score as the Brewers shut out the Dodgers. A rarity. Jason Alexander working a scoreless ninth, and the Brewers take a 4 to nothing win in Game 1 of this three-game series. Keston Hira, by the way, 13 home runs and an 867 OPS this season in just 53 games. Night and day difference from where Keston here was in the beginning of the season, even the last two years for that matter. And he remains red hot with another home run tonight, sending the Brewers to this win. Four to nothing, the final score. Got some texts to get to. We will also preview game two in this three game set. We'll do all of that after this. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Four to nothing final in Los Angeles. Brewers beat the Dodgers. And uh, now they are three and two in this season series with the Dodgers. So they, they won't have the tiebreaker against the Phillies or the Padres. You're going to have to win three of the final four to have the tiebreaker against the Cardinals. But hey, they may get the tiebreaker against the Dodgers. A couple of texts to get to here before we sign off. Uh, Dodgers pitcher Phil Bickford. Did he spend time with the Brewers last year? Is that the same guy that comes from Mike? Yes. He uh, pitched for the Dodgers or for the Brewers in 2020. And uh, remember, came over in that Will Smith trade with the Giants. So, uh, yes, that is why 
the name was familiar. And uh, also, big win here. Game shows exactly what can happen in the playoffs. Got to stay consistent and go for three in a row tomorrow. Speaking of tomorrow, the Brewers will send the reigning Cy Young winner, Corbin Burns, to the hill. And the Dodgers counter with the man who may win the Cy Young this year, Tony Gonsolin, 15-1. and with an ERA just over two. That is your pitching matchup, a tremendous pitching matchup in tomorrow's matchup here between these two teams. And we'll preview the series finale on tomorrow's show. Uh, but TBD for the Brewers, there were some rumblings. It might be Adrian Hauser on the mound for the crew as they wrap things up. But it is a 9-10 first pitch tomorrow. Our coverage will get started at 835 tomorrow evening. I'll be back here tomorrow night with more Brewers Extra Innings. Vinny Rotino will join us on the show once again tomorrow night as we hope the Brewers go for three straight here and two in a row against the Dodgers. You've been listening to Extra Innings on WTMJ.